0: Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to the Honest Ugly Podcast, where we talk about identity and intimacy with God, yourself, and others. And today we're talking about being afraid of disappointing God. Can we really disappoint God? I don't think we can. So let's talk about that today. Maybe you don't fear disappointing God, but maybe you walk in this fear of misrepresenting Him. And that's what we're going to talk about. So do you live with a constant awareness that you might disappoint God if you make the wrong choice? Like you're scared to just make a decision because you're not sure it's the right one. Maybe you procrastinate and delay obedience because you're not sure that's what God wants you to do. Some of that may just be perfectionism. Some of it may just be procrastination, which goes hand in hand with perfectionism. But some of it might be you fear getting it wrong. You fear misrepresenting God. Well, hopefully that was just my life and all of you are free from that fear. But it was debilitating for me. I feel like I missed a lot of chances to live fearlessly and in freedom and in obedience because I was so afraid of being a disappointment to God and possibly a disappointment to people who, I don't know, maybe had these expectations of me. But the good thing is God doesn't have expectations of us. That's not what we're talking about today, but just a little plug. So I'm not sure I was actually afraid of just disappointing God. But like I mentioned, I was afraid of misrepresenting Him. The fruit of the Spirit, I mean, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I only can rattle those off because of the song we learned when I was a kid. But those things, I was afraid of doing something that I wouldn't represent the fruit of the spirit in my life. Not that I could really control it, but and I didn't really try to make those things look like who I was, but I was just afraid of, I don't know, maybe being true to myself or being honest with my emotions because it would misrepresent God if all the ugly honest mess came out or if I did something that didn't look like the hands and feet of Jesus to people. I mean there was often times that I was maybe accused of not being very godly or treating people with love. And I looked at scripture and I was like, well, God kind of, you know, was all about justice and all of those kind of things. But anyway, I totally bombed being a Christian many years of my life, I'm sure, because I didn't represent God well, but it was a fear of mine and I didn't do it well always. And sometimes I did it really well. I don't know, all over the place. But I know I didn't want to model something with my life that wasn't true about God. And when I did... When I did do something that I didn't feel like represented him well, I really felt like I let God down. I had all this guilt and shame. Now, my counselors helped me decipher the difference between guilt and shame. And if you haven't met, been on an episode before when I've talked about that, or you don't know the difference between guilt and shame, basically guilt is just when you feel like you've done something wrong, where shame is like you really feel like you're you're wrong as a person, like you're just this, I don't know, this awful person. But guilt is just where you feel like you did something wrong. But when we do things that we feel are wrong, that's guilt. Yes, the Holy Spirit convicts us sometimes, but it wasn't this Holy Spirit conviction. It was this beat me beat myself. I was almost about to say beat myself up. <laughs> but beat myself up because I got something wrong, like it was this perfectionist Tendency in me that also went into my relationship with God. Like I had to be perfect. I don't know where I picked that up, but I did. And um, it was this huge debilitating thing in my life where I feared getting it wrong. I feared disappointing God. Well, one day when God just awakened my heart to this huge amount of grace, He whispered into my heart and He said, Do you want your life to resep- represent? Okay, let me start over. Do you want your life to represent that I am a God who demands perfection or a God who extends grace? Guys, when he whispered that into me, the thought wrecked me. I mean, in a good way, it completely shattered my belief that I could mis- misrepresent him. And it obliter- obliterated my thought that I could disappoint him. I mean, after all, I just thought, well, I mean, there's blessings in obedience. There's curses and disobedience. So if there's curse- curses and disobedience, then I have to be like completely disappointed, disappointing to him if he's going to put these curses on me if I disobey, which there's a whole nother episode about blessings and obedience and curses and disobedience. But the thing is, if we could disappoint God, then that means that his love would be conditional. But we already know from scripture that God's love is unconditional. It doesn't matter what we do. He loves us. We can't do anything to make him love us more and we can't do anything to make him love us less. His love is unconditional. I guess we often project our human inability to love unconditionally on God, but His love, His unconditional love, has no room for disappointment over us. This morning I was thinking, okay, how is this process really working out in my mind? Because I was thinking about the judgments of God when his people disobeyed, say like the Old Testament, for instance, Um, that side of God that demands justice. I mean, because I think I was raised to believe, I say I think I was raised to believe because I can't recall specific instances where this was taught to me. So I don't know if I just picked it up in conversation or actually teachings or just the life that was modeled for me in circles, I'm not really sure. But that, if you look at God in the Old Testament and just the way he dealt with his people, then we have to say God's character never changes. And so he must still deal with us like that. And so I guess that's where I picked up that I would have to pay a price if I got it wrong, which is what made me so fearful of getting it wrong because I didn't want the curses. I didn't want to have to pay the price. But the thing is, guys, is that the justice was already paid for on the cross. If you're a believer in Jesus, then you know what I'm talking about. I mean, he died on the cross for our sins. And that that justice, that payment for disobedience was paid for already. So God doesn't have to pour his judgment on us again because he already poured it out on his son for us. So yes, the character of God is the same, but the price has already been paid. But I'm not sure I distinguish the difference Over the course of my life, I felt like I had to maybe if I'd got things wrong, then I had to work harder. And I wasn't in a religion that was work based. I didn't feel like but looking back, I mean, that's what I felt like. I I felt like I had to do better all the time, because especially if I messed up, then I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. But the thing is, the price has been paid. Yes, there's natural consequences when we walk out of alignment with the Lord. I mean, there's just, there's natural consequences in all the world. I mean, just the law of sowing and reaping, but, but he doesn't punish us. He sees us. Well, he, he doesn't punish us. Yes, there's natural consequences to life, but he doesn't pour out his wrath and judgment on us as punishment. Like sometimes people, if you know, if things are going bad in their life, then they think, oh gosh, what unconfessed sin do I have in my life? But God doesn't work like that as far as he's not a God who punishes us if we don't get everything wrong. He's not a demanding dictator that demands perfection. I mean, the price has been paid. His his justice has already been met. He sees us as perfect and holy and blameless and righteous. We don't disappoint him, guys, because he sees us already. He's already well-pleased with us. I mean, if we are believers in Christ, we are covered by the blood of Jesus, right? I mean, I know that little phrase, Gets overused in lots of ways, but we are. We're covered by the blood of Jesus, and God sees us and He's well pleased with us. So, today, if you're living in fear of disappointing God, I just want you to hear me today and say, You can't. You can't disappoint God. Now, I know God's word says, Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I do believe that God knows what's best for us. And when we're walking in such a way that we might harm ourselves, I don't know how God's emotions work. I'm sure there's something in there, but he can't be disappointed in us because if he was disappointed in us, then his love is conditional. And I know that God's love is unconditional. So if you're living in fear of misrepresenting God, know that when you live less than that fruit of the spirit living out of you, when you live less than maybe what Jesus would act like on the face of the planet, when you live less than God's best for you, Your life isn't misrepresenting God. I mean, there's so many characteristics of God. Your life isn't misrepresenting Him. Your life is just representing another character quality of His, and that is that He is a God of grace, and He is a God who loves unconditionally, and He is a God who uses imperfect people. So that's just what I want to end with today. I want to challenge you to ask yourself, do I fear disappointing God? Do I fear misrepresenting him? Do I delay obedience or risk or adventure because I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong? Because if you do, then you're going to miss out on the freedom and the grace. And if you're one of those people like me who feared misrepresenting him, think about his whole character, not the character that, I mean, there's this Scripture that I've heard over and over and over, be holy because I am holy. And and that's a powerful scripture, but it it can be used by man or women too. I'm just mean people when I say man, but it can be used by man to put on us that we can achieve some kind of holiness if we just work hard enough. Like we have to control our actions and micromanage how we live on the outside so we look holy and blameless. But God knows what's in our heart. So we want to be a God who represents. If we want to be a a people who represents God well, it's okay for us to realize that we're humans and we fail and we falter. And in doing so, I think we represent a side of God that is much needed in this world. And that is a side of God who is full of grace and unconditional love. And again, a God who welcomes imperfect people. be used by him. I'm glad you joined me today and I will be back soon.